It's 5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the door and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh, my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. We've got ECU and NC State coming up tonight on 94.3 The Game, ECU Sports Radio Network. And uh, both teams coming off uh, tough weekend sweeps. We'll get you out to the ballpark on this uh, Get You To Pirate Baseball edition. Uh, special Tuesday edition of the Patrick Johnson Show here on 94.3 The Game. Of course, uh, yesterday some of the big announcements surrounding our show, surrounding the new uh, app, but also uh, the company and the station's new uh, partnership with uh, Hoist the Colors, 247 Sports. It will begin their daily radio show on the 1st of May, as uh, Stephen Igo will take to the airwaves across eastern North Carolina on 94.3 The Game. And he joins us here on this uh, very special edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. Stephen, it's great to see you. Thank you for uh, thank you for doing this. Absolutely, Patrick. Fired up to be a part of the Interbakes Media 94.3 The Game family. And excited to be on your show, man. I've listened to you a lot over the years. I, I I You're guess this one. is my first. I knew you were out there. Yeah, I knew you were out there. I, I was I the knew one listener. Was... <laughs> yeah, it's good to meet you. Finally. Yeah, I guess this uh, is my first ever appearance on ninety four three officially. Okay. So this were is you exciting. ever on any of the Josh Graham years? Because if so, I can't be held responsible for any of that. Just so you know, you know, I, I think, can't be responsible for the Graham years. I think there was one time I like called in as a alternate personality or something as part of a bit. <laughs> But uh, this is my first official appearance as Stephen Igo. What was the bit? What was the bit or the alternate personality? I honestly, it was so Graham's long an ago. alternate personality, yeah. by it the It was way. probably just so. to give him a hard time about maybe one of his movie segments or something uh, that he used to always do. Yeah. His yeah, top five rom- yeah. rom-coms. Yeah, that was good. He would do creative stuff like that. I did, the passion got beat out of me a long time ago. I did, all those creative juices have left. It's... Uh, Anyway, I'm kidding when I say that, of course. Uh, we've got uh, Stephen Igo with us uh, here. Uh, so, uh, first, let me congratulate you and your your wife, a brand new baby. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we got our baby daughter at home now. Um, she'll be a month old at the end of this week, or close to it. So it's it's flown by, and then we got our our son, who's 20 months old and about to turn 21 months. So we got a oh we got gosh. quite a uh, quite a zoo at home currently. <laughs> Well, you got a boy and a girl. That's great. Yeah, that's exciting. That's that's very exciting. Are you getting any any sleep? You know, honestly, the sleep hasn't been bad to this point. It's just okay. It's just all over the place. Like the, we put the baby down at at seven o'clock. Like I'm probably going down at seven o'clock too, just to try and get some shut out <laughs> because she's waking up every two and a half, three hours, and it's uh, it's just getting used to the sleep in fragments more so than just that you know really good night's sleep that leaves you feeling refreshed. That's going to be missing a while. So if I if I make any errors on the air, that's what I'm going to blame it on. I think that's what I'll start blaming it on. I'll just even though I have no children, I'll say you know it's the baby at home. It's actually Stephen's baby. Yeah, just blame it on the reason I make so many mistakes. Yeah, I'll, I'll blame it on. Uh, is there any different? Um, you know, because I, again, I have no no children, nor do, nor do I plan on having any, but you know, it's just it's interesting 
to hear parents talk about, well, the first kid, we did all this, 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 and this. And then by the time we got the second kid, we, you know, a lot of those things we did, uh, by the book, you know, or, or they right. were exact. I mean, it, so is it a little different this go around? Honestly, it is. First off, I just, I think we both feel just so much more comfortable and knowing what we're doing. So it's almost like the first time we were just trying to figure it out as we went and we followed all these books and all these recommendations. And now it's like, well, we've done all this before. Now we know what we're doing. And, you know, <laughs> not that we're not caring for the kid. Obviously we are. And, right, you know, giving right. it close, uh, but you, you just have such a better feel, you know, the second time you do things in, in life, but definitely raising a kid. Is still, uh, it's crazy, man. It's, it's just, it, it really takes you back to when our, our son was that little, and it's hard to believe it's already almost been two full years. But, um, we bought all this stuff for our son, and really, we bought some stuff for our little girl, you know, obviously more girly stuff, but we are going to reuse a lot of stuff as well. So, uh, <laughs> no, uh, baby stuff's back. expensive. Oh, there's Baby's no stuff doubt. Is, it, it's crazy expensive. It's, uh, uh it's it, insane, it, man. It's unreal. Yeah, it is totally unreal. Well, it's great to have Steve and I go with us here. Uh, ECU and NC State are getting ready to uh, to battle here today. We'll get Steve, Steven's thoughts on the game uh, tonight. We'll get uh, his thoughts on uh, uh, everything kind of going on around Pirate Athletics right now. But uh, Hoist the Colors, the daily radio show, will debut on 94.3 The Game May 1st. It will also be on our Brand new IBX Media app. Just go to IBX Media in the uh, Apple Play or Google Store and type that in, and you get this uh, really slick app that we have uh, put together. Really easy to use, lightning fast. It has all of our podcasts, all of our live uh, shows. It is really awesome, and you don't have to go to tune in any longer. Great stuff. Uh, there will also be a video component to Stephen's show on the 94.3 The Game Facebook page. So, a lot of excitement as far as that goes. Uh, what are you most looking forward to with the radio program starting Monday? Definitely just the, the chance to, to be on the air daily is, I think we already kind of do it online, obviously not to, to this extent, but we, we cover the team on a daily basis or the, the major sports teams at ECU. We cover recruiting. So there's always stuff we got going on online in written form. And now it's kind of just making that an extension on the radio airwaves and, being able to interact further with Pirate Nation and be a, being able to have even more of a presence, obviously, on the, the 94.3 airwaves is what I'm looking forward to most. On our podcast in the past on Hoist the Colors, uh, we are extremely interactive with, you know, kind of letting the, the users help guide the show or, you know, we send out a prompt if we don't have a major guest and kind of help uh, let them guide the show. And so we're going to try to do some of that as well on the air, especially during downtimes when there's not as much news going on. And I think just the interaction is something I look forward to most because Pirate Nation's awesome. It's, uh, it's allowed me to build Hoist the Colors. You know, without them, I wouldn't have a website, uh, much like without Pirate fans listening to 94.3 the game, it'd be hard to have a sports talk station. So that, you know, they're the consumer. We want to cater to them as much as possible while also providing Great insight, great analysis, and great guests. And you know, much like with your show and the Patrick Johnson show, I just think it'll it'll only complement it further. And I think it'll only make the the radio station and the the flagship home for ECU athletics grow that much more. So, in, in a lot of ways, what you're going to be doing with your program is, you know, daily news coverage, as you say, daily right. breaking news, uh, analysis, that 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 whole thing. Uh, when you look at it, it is different than a podcast because there are, you know, breaks and there are marks you have to hit and that kind of thing. 
Um, so are there any things you've given some thought to that we'll, we'll do a little differently that'll be maybe different than we do in the podcast? Because I do think the interaction, particularly online, is a huge part of this. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a fair point. And there will probably be an adjustment period for, for me, you know, admittedly trying to, to learn how to navigate a, a show versus just a podcast. You know, I've hosted a radio show before, but it, it's been a couple yeah. of years now. But I do think okay. – um, we are going to try to come up with a specific segment or two, and we're going to kind of use the first few months as a, you know, a bit of a, a trial run to really figure out what works, what doesn't on the air for a live program. We'll see what the interaction is, but I do want to try and hit, you know, some sort of whether it be a transfer portal news nugget or a recruiting news nugget every single day because there truly is 365, 24/7. Uh, there's always recruiting information going on. We covered on Hoist the Colors. And the transfer portal has made recruiting coverage so much more expansive. You know, there's a niche crowd that gets into the high school coverage, but I think everybody's interested in transfer portal coverage because they know they're coming from a Division One program more times than not. They're a pretty established player. So whether it be, hey, ECU's looking at this guy, this guy's visiting, uh, this high school recruit is close to making a commitment, he's down between ECU, NC State, et cetera. We're going to try to incorporate that into the program as much as possible as well, um, along with guests. Like, we got Mike Houston scheduled for the first show on May 1st. We have Cliff wow. Galvin scheduled for May 2nd. I'm hoping they win a few more games between now and then. I'm hoping, you know, you probably are hoping the same, even though you, you've already talked to him this week. So, um, yeah. it's, uh, you know, we're looking at getting Mike Schwartz in and, and John Gilbert. So we're going to have guests as well, but also be extremely interactive and, you know, Philip Pilkington will be on the show every now and then too to to discuss things as well. So it, it'll be, you know, definitely a combination of things to get us through those five hours of, of live content each week. It starts Monday at noon. It is uh, Hoist the Colors, the radio show hosted by Steve and Igo. We're going to uh, grab a break. Uh, we're getting you ready for ECU and NC State. We'll talk about that matchup tonight. We'll talk about some other things going on around Pirate Nation and a lot more. So stay with us here on this uh, special edition of the Patrick Johnson Show on the game. ECU taking on NC State tonight from uh, Raleigh. It'll be a 6 o'clock uh, first pitch, probably a little after 6 o'clock. It'll be on ESPNU, but you also hear the game here on 94.3, the game. It'll be a hostile environment tonight, undoubtedly, for the uh, Pirates, both uh, the pack and the Pirates coming off uh, weekend sweeps of uh, one another. Uh, Stephen I goes our guest. Hoist the Colors radio show begins here on 94.3, the game on May 1st. That'll be Monday, and it'll be heard uh, daily, uh, Monday through Friday, one until, or excuse me, noon until one uh, every uh, Monday through Friday. And who knows? We have big breaking news. I go may go long, P man may go early, and we'll intersect somewhere <laughs> on the big break. It would have to be gargantuan breaking news, but uh, we've done that before, where we've gone. That's the beauty of of uh, you know what you do, and I think the beauty of radio is that unlike television, there's no format. You you really, I mean, there is a format, but you know what I'm saying. You, if it's live and it's breaking news, you can you can go. So I think that's a huge part of uh, of uh, what Stephen will bring. And uh, we've got the new uh, IBX Media app that you can listen to all of our stations on, not only 94.3 The Game, but 103.7 WTIB, Talk 96.3, 107.9 WNCT, and our new oldies stations as uh, well. Uh, Stephen, I go with us here, ECU and NC State. 
247 uh, Sports is a brand, and it's an offspin of what, Stephen? So it's a, it's a situation where 24-7 Sports, it's owned by CBS, uh, which is now, I guess, Paramount. And uh, basically it comes down to we cover recruiting. It's a team site network where it's – Every different, you know, each major team, for example, I run the East Carolina site. There's basically a different team site across the network and for each team. And I run the East Carolina site, which is called Hoist the Colors. There's an NC State mm-hmm. site called Pack Pride, uh, and so on and so forth for, for major sports teams. So it's, uh, I joined in 2012. I started Hoist the Colors when I was an independent site in 2010 when I was a student at ECU and, and joined Hoist or joined 24-7 Sports in 2012. Kind of grew from there. Uh, it's been now 11 years, which is hard to believe, hard to say. Um, but uh, we, we've grown consistently. We're a top 50 market in the 24-7 Sports Network. Oh, wow. Um, ahead of several, quote-unquote, Power 5 schools. Um, you know, definitely the biggest American Athletic Conference school, not even close. You know, Cincinnati was up there with us. Obviously, they're moving on to the Big 12. But uh, it's definitely a, it's a nationally syndicated brand. It's a... Uh, it's, it's a network that has a household of national content reporters, recruiting insiders, you know, team site reporters. So it's, it's a great network to be a part of because it allows me to, hey, if ECU is recruiting, let's say a transfer from Oklahoma or whatever, I can reach out to the Oklahoma guy. He can say, here's what I'm hearing on my end. I can share what I'm hearing on my end at ECU. Right. So definitely a great network uh, to kind of bounce stuff off of. And then, you know, those sources come into play along with, you know, sources at ECU from people we've met and, uh, you know, recruiting sources, all that sort of stuff. So it, it's a great brand and definitely has helped elevate Hoisty Colors. How many people do you have kind of under the umbrella that, that contribute and work to? I mean, I know there's the national network, but, like, as far as the on the – ground and greenville type of, of help right so hoist the colors i'm the the lone full-time employee and the publisher of it but i have three interns who help out part-time uh currently i also have uh, a photographer that pretty much works every game and uh also a part-time photographer so i would say a handful of people underneath and my big thing with uh with the interns is i, I was once a student at east carolina you know majored in journalism communications and so i reach out to ecu as much as possible to the communications department saying hey can i get uh some help for for some interns that are looking to get into the sports field because as somebody who got into the sports field myself when i was at ecu you know you can have the degree but if you don't have the experience and you don't have the connections you you really have no shot in, in the sports field so i try to uh, connect those people uh, give them a, a glimpse of what it's really like. Everybody thinks the sports media industry is all sunshine and rainbows. It's far from it. It's a, it's a ton of hard work, ton of weekends, long nights, but, uh, definitely try to help those, uh, ladies and gentlemen out as much as possible as they, you know, help out hoist the colors. Hey, you've had some people, uh, from under your, um, uh, guidance go on to do some other things too, uh, in, in the, industry so it's yeah. uh, it's pretty impressive it's a it's a nice track record and a, and a great uh, well-followed site uh steven i goes with us hoist the colors radio is coming to 94.3 the game uh at noon on may 1st that'll be monday looking forward uh, to that and steven will be on with us in the mornings from time to time on talk of the town we're going to twist his arm and get him on here from time to time uh as uh, needed on the patrick johnson show so let me ask you a little bit about 
how you got going in all this. Uh, you mentioned you started it in, in uh, school, but you went to Conley. So did you did you know East Carolina was was that where you were going? Did you have any aspirations to go anywhere else, or did you decide I want to be in journalism at that point, or were you just you know just hey I'm going to go to college and figure it out? Yeah. So. I always knew I wanted to go to ECU. I was uh, my mom went to ECU. My dad was a huge East Carolina fan growing up, and um, I uh, I just always wanted to go to East Carolina. Like it didn't really apply anywhere else, and I think it was a case where I just I, I wanted to be a pirate, so to speak. Uh, I went. I grew up going to all the games, and I don't even know if I I had a decent GPA, so maybe I could have gotten into somewhere else, but I didn't really try. So it was ECU for me. As far as the the sports journalism thing, you know, I I grew up. I'm a big Seattle Mariners and Denver Broncos fan. I know it's random. I uh, picked them due to my favorite. Well, how did that happen? How did that happen? <laughs> so I, I picked them uh, due to my favorite athletes growing up. So okay. King, King Griffey Jr. in baseball, yeah, for the Mariners, and John Elway for the Denver Broncos. Okay. And I just wasn't a huge local guy like everybody. I don't know. I always kind of went. I tried to go different in pro sports. If like all my friends were Panther fans or, or uh, Washington Redskins, now Commander fans, uh, I didn't want to be like them, so I tried to be a little different. So I, I went uh, the opposite way. Somehow I ended up with two teams on the uh, other part of the United States, so I have to stay up late and watch baseball now. But uh, either right. way, uh, I, I just grew up listening to a lot of their radio stations like in Denver and Seattle, also reading a ton of the newspapers in those respective markets because clearly you don't get that coverage in, in Greenville, North Carolina. So that's kind of how my love for sports media developed. But I was always told kind of, hey, it's a tough field to get into. Maybe you should look into something else. So I actually started as a exercise physiology major at ECU, but then I started to hoist the colors as a freshman and – I, I just knew there was no, you know, there was obviously Boneyard Banner and there was uh, an ECU rival site, but there was no great mm-hmm. site mm-hmm. with content and recruiting coverage that I felt like ECU deserved, ECU fans deserved, given the passion of the fan base. So I started the site. I didn't know what I was doing, but eventually had enough friends that posted on the message board and that liked reading the content where it kind of grew steadily. And then, uh, you know, 24-7 kind of was getting started in 2012. They needed an East Carolina presence. They took a shot on me, thankfully, uh, and it, it kind of grew from there. It worked out. And um, and then late in my ECU career or time at ECU, people would ask me, why are you not majoring in communications as a, as a sports writer? Because I was basically working full-time while going to, to school at ECU. And I was like, I don't know. That's a good question. Eventually I figured out chemistry was too hard. Uh, and so I, I switched to communications and uh, journalism, majored in that, and obviously Hoist the Colors kind of luckily took off from there, and I'm, I'm blessed to be able to do do what I do, there's no doubt. That's that's a great story. Um, Steve and I goes with this uh, here. The message board is a part of it, uh, and but, but the journalism is, a, is, is, is the, kind of the central focus, but the message board is a part of it. That's what I probably yeah. mean more appropriately to say. And the message boards, uh, I'm not, uh, no, no, this on you, I'm just not a message board guy. Right. It's not, uh, it's not my jam. But, uh, <laughs> people send me screenshots, people <laughs> have shown me stuff. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's just, but it, and I've, I've been to message boards before. I don't want to seem like I'm, I'm totally not hip to the game, but, uh, that is a wild, wild, wild thing. 
that message board world. So uh, does it get a little crazy sometimes? Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's really crazy right now based on how East Carolina baseball played uh, at Wichita. <laughs> Um, right. Yeah. It's uh, you know, it's it's enjoyable though because you you do get to, you know, you get to interact with the the fan base that reads your stuff basically throughout the day on a daily basis. So you you have a good pulse of where they're at, which allows me to somewhat shape my content. You know, if the fans on the message board are asking me about you know recruit A, recruit B, and where ECU stands with this guy, right? It, yeah. It allows yeah. me to kind of pivot off that and all right, let me write an article or let me make a post off that. Um, so it goes hand in hand, and with obviously with the message board on the site, it keeps people engaged, always coming back to your site, even when you don't have content. And, and clearly, not everybody that comes to the site is is posting on the message board. In reality, it's probably a small percent percentage, but we got a lot of people that just lurk and read it. We've got people that post on it, and then we've got the fans that just come from Twitter or Facebook to read the articles that we publish there. Um, so it, it's all basically a, a stream to get people to the site and, and to keep them there if possible because the more people around the site, the more interaction, more comments, you know, the more busy the site is going to be, which is, is a good thing. It's just, you know, during hot uh, hot times like football season or, or during even the baseball postseason last year, which was just as hot as any football game um, mm-hmm. numbers-wise, it, it can be, you know, we, we've got thousands of members, so they're they're – they're posting a lot. We've got six moderators who who basically work um, to try and keep the board in line, but even they struggle to do so with some of the posts. <laughs> They're like referees. Yeah, basically, no, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's it's. There's no. They 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 probably get a hard time despite all their efforts. Um. So let, let's talk a little bit about East Carolina. Um. Well, let's, we'll start with baseball since that's what we're uh, gearing up for tonight against NC State. Uh, Pirates just didn't play well. I mean, Cliff Godwin said we've got to play better on the road uh, and just play better in general. Uh, I, I thought when I talked with Cliff on Monday that he was, uh, he, I mean, he's fired up. Don't get me wrong, but I, you know, I think I think he said it. You can't judge this team on two days because they've had a heck of a year. Right. Now, are there some are there some warts? Are there some sure? But I, I just I think bad trip. That got off on the wrong foot. I'm talking about the flight part, not the win in Charlotte. Cliff was quick to remind me of that, as everybody heard yesterday, that, uh, you know, we started the trip in Charlotte and won. Uh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> I, I, yes. Uh, I, 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 I love it when Coach Godwin, uh, Coach Godwin reminds you and me and the other members of the media. Oh, no, he's not shy about always that. A, no, no, not at all. Uh, he also told me he loved me on the interview, which was, uh, you know, I, I said, I've got a lot of af- affection for you too, coach. But, um, I, I want to, uh, just kind of get your take on where this team is. I mean, there's a sky's the limit. I do think though that, and look, they went on a remarkable run last year. I mean, there were real, there were all kinds of, of things last year with, you know, you're looking at a 500 team that got off to a, a really kind of bad start. And then went on this amazing run. And I think that amazing run makes us maybe forget a lot about the first, you know, two thirds of the, of the season. And, and obviously what you do from here on out, I think is the thing that determines where we'll remember this team and, and what kind of year we, we feel like it'll be. There's still the potential to get to Omaha because look, East Carolina wasn't the only team that got swept this weekend that was ranked. Plenty of teams this past weekend did. But what are your, what's your observations to this point? Yeah, I mean, I think the you you make a lot of good points. The there's 16 regular season games left. 
you know, they're 29 and 11, still a pretty darn good record. You know, we have to remember that. Uh, obviously the road, the road thing is a concern. You know, they're five and eight in true road games. I do think playing at home so much has made this team at times look better than they might be. But the strength of the team to me has always been the starting pitching. I think if you compare this year's team to last year, lineup wise and defensively, I think they've taken a step back, but the starting pitching is, you know, a hundred, you know, 10 to 100 times better, like just a lot better. But when you don't have the starting pitching, like we saw this weekend, look at how much it affects the team. I know that Coach Goblin told you Trey is savage. He's dealing with some soreness. So there's some uncertainty there. Uh, and that, that was always a concern of really anybody that follows the team because he pitched so little last year. He pitched a lot out of the bullpen, but innings wise didn't pitch a lot. And now he's right, throwing more right. than he ever has. He threw this summer. So they got to be careful with him. If this team wants to get to where it wants to go, they got to have a healthy Trey Savage. Um, you know, Spivey and Gross didn't pitch bad, but they also had some bad innings and the offense didn't really give them much room for error. So I think this team ultimately will go where it's, it's starting pitching goes. They play better offensively in their home ballpark because typically as the weather warms, the ball carries out the right field and they got a ton of left-handed hitters. Uh, but th- there's no doubt they got to find a way to at least finish 500 on the road. Um, they play three at Cincinnati. They obviously have the NC State game tonight and then they go to South Florida and go to ODU. So I just don't know if the committee is going to grant them a definitely not a top eight, but I don't even know if they'll grant them a top 16 if ECU has a sub 500 road record and they don't win the regular season of what's looking like, you know, the ninth or 10th best league. So there's still a lot to play for. You know, if they come out and beat NC State tonight and sweep Tulane, all is right. But if they lose another series in conference play and struggle in the midweek, they could find themselves on the NCAA tournament bubble, not just the, you know, the hosting bubble. But conversely, they could go out and win, you know, 16 in a row and be right in the top eight. So there's just so much still to play for. Uh, we've got Steve and I go with this. Uh, we're going to wrap up with him right after this uh, timeout. But right now, a 94-3 the game sports update. Brought to you by our Team Boneyard Collective to get you ready for NC State and ECU taking on each other tonight. This is Chris Cook here with your 94.3 The Game Sports Update brought to you by the new IBX Media app. Now available for free in the App Store and on Google Play. In some breaking news from earlier today, LSU basketball transfer Cam Hayes has officially committed to ECU, he told on three sports earlier today. Number 12 East Carolina looks to get back in the win column tonight when it heads over to Raleigh for the conclusion of its home-and-home season series with NC State. The Pirates beat the Pack earlier this month in Greenville. Both ECU and NC State are coming off being swept over the weekend. The Pirates are 5-8 and eight on the road this season, and Coach Cliff Godwin says the Pirates need to bring the energy tonight. We need to play better. It's pretty simple. It's not rocket science. We, uh, for whatever reason, don't have the same energy, and uh, our dugout's different um, compared to when we're playing at home, and look, it's on me. I'm the leader. I'm not going to be some head coach that's going to point the finger at somebody else, and it drives me crazy. When other coaches across the country, you know, want to point to it, you know, I could give you every excuse in the book, but that's not who I am. First pitch is scheduled for 6 p.m., and we'll have pregame coverage for you right here on 94.3 The Game beginning at 5.45 p.m. Congrats to East Carolina track and field team member Alyssa Zach, who set the program record in the 10,000 meter. 
The city of Greenville could soon add more baseball to the area. On Monday night, council approved a letter of intent to bring a Coastal Plain League team to the city. Moorhead City and Wilson currently have teams in the league. The hope is that the new Greenville team will take the field in June of 2024. The Hurricanes are hoping to eliminate the Islanders. Carolina is hosting New York for Game 5 of its best of first round 7 series tonight. The Canes are currently leading the series 3-1 after cruising to a 5-2 victory over the Isles in Game 4. This 94.3 The Game Sports Update is brought to you by the new Interbanks Media app. You can listen to IBX Media radio stations plus podcasts of this and other shows on the free new app from IBX Media for your smartphone. Download it today in the App Store or on Google Play. With your 94.3 The Game Sports Update, I'm Chris Cook. Getting the Pirate Nation home. It's the Patrick Johnson Show. The drive home should be a delight. Here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. And Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. Final minutes here. We're about to get you out to the uh, stadium as ECU will take on NC State on the road in Raleigh tonight. Who do you who do you like in the game tonight, Steve? So I've, I've covered this team, obviously, since... Uh, I think 2012 officially as far as being there in person. I don't know if I've ever seen them beat NC State on the road. So it's just they just don't seem to play well in Raleigh. They're not playing well on the road this year. You know, if I had to put uh, put a bet on it, I would pick NC State. But you've got two teams coming off pretty embarrassing weekends. I mean, Clemson swept NC yeah. State. ECU swept uh, in, in tough fashion at Wichita. So a lot of this game I think will be mental. And I think ECU's got to find a way to get over whatever this mental hurdle is of playing on the road. And and to be fair, they've struggled on the road more so in empty crowds, empty environments. This will not be one of those, as you know. This will be a packed house. Right. There will be a lot of NC State fans and, and some ECU fans. So should be a great environment. Maybe that elevates ECU's game. But um, got to find a way to get the offense going because NC State can absolutely score, as we saw the first meeting. Hoist the colors, Stephen Igo is with us, uh, and he will be hosting his radio show beginning Monday at noon. Every day on 94.3 The Game, you can listen to Hoist the Colors Radio uh, here with Stephen Igo. Let, let's kind of step back and just look at the overall you know, health of athletics now. I, I know you pay a lot of attention to this. I do, too. You know, one of the things I do is you know, I get to cover a little bit of the ACC for television, so I get to see... Uh, you know, kind of how the other side lives. <laughs> you know, with the mo- I mean, look, that money, and, and I understand, you know, they feel like it's not enough money because they're getting uh, eventually very little compared to what the Big Ten and the SEC are going to get, and their grant of rights locks them in for such a long time. Kind of where do you just overall, I mean, at, at what point do does the NCAA have to get a hold on NIL. At what point does the portal get modified? When is when does the money run out? I mean, you know, it just it just seems like I mean, what are we headed for in your opinion? Because you follow not just East Carolina, but through this network two four seven, you really have a a finger on the pulse of what's going on in other places. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. It just gets more insane every year, and I don't know how the coaches do it because it's just constant. Management of roster transfers, recruiting is, it never stops. And you make a good point because the, these conferences are making so much money. But what that means is, as much money as you make, you basically have to turn around and spend it all. You know, that's 
that's what athletics is right now. Most teams that are making all this money, you know, they're still operating either close to even or even at a deficit because they have to spend so much money to keep up with the rest of the college athletics uh, landscape. So then you got NIL on top of that. And, you know, I, I don't know where it's headed. I don't think it's heading in, in the best direction. I do think eventually they're – I think inevitably there's going to be some sort uh, of breakaway from the you know the elite schools. I think is heading that direction. I don't know what a time frame will be, but I think the SEC and the Big Ten are kind of first positioning themselves as the elite of college athletics, and that's why maybe you're starting to see headlines of why Clemson and Florida State are even yeah. looking to try and get out of the ACC because I, I think it starts with the SEC and Big Ten. And I just don't know if, if the other conferences can keep up with those what are likely to be what sixteen team leagues. I think you know those thirty two or whatever teams it ends up being, those are going to be the the top top level, almost like a semi pro league. But and I don't I just don't think the NCAA can regulate it, especially in football because they have no control over it. The NIL at this point, I guess it's 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 uh, more of a, a governmental issue as far as are, the, are they going to step right. in and regulate it because the NCAA is clearly not, and it was meant to be used as something to benefit the student athletes kind of after they already enroll in, in in the school and and get some extra cash or extra resources that way, which which is I'm fine with. But now, you know, even covering basketball, college basketball recruiting, I'm hearing numbers of. You know, two hundred to three hundred thousand dollars for guys who really are unproven players that are being offered NIL money just because they were major recruits out of high school. You know, some some of them are being recruited by ECU. The ECU just can't compete with. I mean, you can't you can't offer that much money to a guy. Right. Um, well, and, they, and they're not the only ones. I mean, there there's yeah. some other major programs out there, so-called major that that I mean can't right now afford to. It's just to not pay realistic. A guy is a free agent basically. Yeah, it's turned into free agency and. Until there's until there's a cap on it, or until there's some sort of regulation, it's just going to continue to get worse. Uh, because you know, all it takes is one booster. All it takes is one major booster at a specific school to say, "Hey, I'm going to give five million dollars to the you know whatever basketball team. Let's go and build a, a super team." And that's what's happening at several schools. You've got one booster or two or three boosters who are just putting in millions of dollars into a pot and, and basically saying, "Hey, let's use this money to recruit." a team and make us as good as possible, which is just, that's not what college athletics is supposed to be. And it's disappointing, but I just don't know how you rein it in now that the cat's already out of the bag. Hey, really nice to have you on. I I feel like we could talk about a a bunch of other things. I know uh, you're busy and and have a lot happening yourself, but really appreciate uh, the time here. And it's great to talk to you. And I'm I'm very happy we have you uh, on board with us here at uh, IBX Media and at 94.3. Absolutely, Patrick. I'm thrilled to, to come up here and, and be a part of the team, man. I'm sure uh, we'll be having many a conversation. Maybe I'll, I'll get you on my show in the coming weeks, and I'll pick your brain a little bit. How about that? Uh, there's not a lot to pick there, Stephen, <laughs> so just you better have lots of content that day. So, uh, but, no, anytime, be, be happy to help in any way I can, and uh, it's always uh, fantastic. Uh, it, it's, gonna, it's fantastic to have you on, but it's going to be fantastic to have you on uh, here with us uh, regularly. I, I think it's going to be great. So enjoy the game tonight. It ought to be a lot of fun. Absolutely, Patrick. I appreciate it, man. All right. We'll get you out to uh, Raleigh here in just a bit with Scooter and Coach O as uh, we've got ECU baseball as the uh, Pirates take on NC State. Tomorrow, Bethany Bradshaw will be on the program, plus we'll recap the action 
in Raleigh tonight. When you join us tomorrow on the Patrick Johnson Show, we'll catch you tomorrow uh, tomorrow morning, talk at the town, and then uh, back here at 5 tomorrow on 94.3 The Game and the PJ Show. Go Pirates!